Welcome to the Dental Machine audio blog for those of us who just don't have a lot of time to read. Today we're going to be talking about learning the ideal meeting structure and frequency. So much of our focus needs to be centered around solving problems and maintaining those solutions. It doesn't do us any good to solve something only to have the problem creep back up in a week or month later. While most dentists will not like to hear this, the key to this is meetings. The problems with traditional meetings. 1. Distractions. Most meetings are structured in a way where nothing is accomplished. They are viewed as a distraction. They end up just interrupting the work that really needs to happen and even set the office back. Sporadic. They do not happen consistently. You may skip a week or it is starting at a different time each week. If you do not meet consistently, you will not progress. It is that simple. Unfocused. Have you ever been part of meetings with tons of tangents, side conversations, and discussions that wander around endlessly? For me, there is nothing more frustrating than a meeting that is constantly going off on tangents. Wrong people. Many meetings have the wrong people, and that fuels the distractions and tangents. Let's talk about a meeting that works. Much of our meeting structure is based off of the traction system. We have made some adjustments to better fit our needs, but make sure you read the book because it is the best management book that has been written when it comes to running a business. A good meeting is the opposite of all the points listed previously. Your meeting needs a purpose and objective. Someone needs the responsibility of calling out tangents and distractions to prevent the meeting from getting sidetracked. You need to have your leadership team and no one else present. You also need a meeting that happens when scheduled and starts and ends exactly on the time broadcasted. We will now go over the different parts of a successful meeting and explain the reason and objectives for each part. Setting the stage. This is the opening part of the meeting. The goal of this portion is to set the stage and transition everyone from working in the business to working on the business. This can be an icebreaker, motivational thought, a highlight of the week, or a positive thing that happened in the business. I often like to do something that motivates and is built around our core values. It is great to inspire and center everyone's thoughts on why we are doing this to begin with. You need to get people's minds off of their to-do lists and problems in the practice. This will help remove them from all the distractions. I would also recommend everyone turning off their cell phones or computers if they are not needed for the meeting. You need everyone present without distractions. Review metrics. Now that the stage has been set, you can review the metrics. With a clean slate, they can now view your metrics, which will show the current state of the business. Use whatever form of metrics you track. It is often helpful to use a scorecard that shows the current weeks versus past weeks to give a frame of reference to better view the numbers. We have included a sample scorecard that we use in our offices. This serves the purpose of not only seeing if there are issues or areas the practice is underperforming, but also to get everyone on the same page with the current state of affairs. Make sure to not start discussing issues at this point. That would be a tangent. If there is a clear issue, mention it and add it to the issues list for a later discussion. Review goals and progress. Every quarter, each leadership team member should have a larger goal or objective to accomplish. These are sometimes referred to as rocks. This is a great time to go around and have each member update the team with the progress they have made on their rocks. This will keep everyone on the same page, and if there are any issues or help needed, it can be brought up now to get help and keep these rocks on track. Be careful to not get into problem solving or issues. 
If there is a new issue with someone's rocks, get it on the issues list and move forward. Review the to-do list. Now that the larger goals have been discussed, you can go to the smaller to-do items. Remember, rocks should be set and accomplished per quarter. To-do items are smaller items that should be accomplished every week. Every to-do item should be accomplished each week. The moment you assign things that are too much for a week, you will discourage people and they will fail and fall into the mindset of not accomplishing their task consistently. This cannot happen, and you must hold each other accountable. The reason meetings become frustrating is that nothing ever gets done. You must hold each other accountable to accomplish your to-do items every week. If you can do this, there will be a large sense of satisfaction and accomplishment that your work is moving forward. There is something very satisfying about seeing all of your tasks get checked off every week. If a task does not get completed or becomes a problem, drop it down to the issues list to figure out the problem. Adding to the issues list. Before we begin the bulk of the meeting and start solving issues, go around the room and see if anyone has anything to add to the issues list. This is not a time for discussion, just the time to collect issues that have been noticed over the previous week. Solving issues. This should be the bulk of every meeting. You need to get through the previous parts as fast as possible to allow most of your time to solve issues. Process for solving issues should happen as follows. 1. Select the most important three issues from the issues list to start. Identify the true or core problem that needs to be solved for the next item. Find a true solution. Break down the solution into manageable steps, to-do items, and assign out these tasks. Move on to the next issue, and then continue until the time is up. List issues. At any given time, you should have a decent list of issues. Some of these issues are obviously less important than others. You should go around the room and have each person nominate an issue as being most important to them. This should quickly show the most important issues that need to be addressed first. One of the harder tasks is to identify the core problem at hand. One example could be, Jenny is not doing her job and the other team members are complaining about her not pulling her weight. At first thought, you might suggest that someone talks to Jenny and see what's going on. This could be the best solution. However, try to dig deeper and see if something else is happening. Start thinking about some of the following questions. If we do this, will it solve the problem permanently? Should this have already been solved by one of our current systems? If so, do we need to update a system? Is there a system that could be in place that would prevent this from happening ever again? Is there a leader that should have caught this? Are we missing an audit or another step? Is proper training in place that should have prevented this? These are just some of the general questions that should come to your mind when you try and find a core problem. When a question like this comes to me, I would first think about core HR systems. Does this person have a clear job description defined? Are there clear tasks assigned on her daily, weekly, and monthly basis that are clearly understood? Is there a method of reporting these so everyone is on the same page as to what is done and when? You can see that if you just went to talk to Jenny and fix the problem with her, if one of these core HR systems are not in place, it will just keep happening. The purpose of this time is to truly solve problems, not kick the can down the road or hand out band-aids. The goal of this section is to keep going until the time is up or there are too many tasks that need to be completed. Review tasks, motivate, and conclude. Once complete, make sure to review all the new tasks assigned with the expectation of completing them before the next meeting date. Thank them for their hard work and motivate them to keep pushing forward. 
Some statements of gratitude can go a long way in building the leadership team and help motivate them to continue their hard work. A meeting that is held in this manner and kept on track will be one of the most important tools you have to push your dental practice forward. So many dentists and team members get lost working in the practice and never dedicate the time to work on the practice. A well-structured and run meeting can help everyone dedicate the time needed to grow their practice. Meeting frequency. Another important topic is meeting frequency. As we previously discussed, having a consistent day and time is crucial to progress. For a typical dental practice, a weekly meeting is going to work the best. It is easier to function and keep things moving in weekly segments. You can do this anytime, but I would strongly recommend to never do this during lunch or the middle of the day. You cannot have patients or other distractions during this meeting. The first thing in the morning before patients is definitely the best. You can even book your patients one hour later, a day a week, to make sure there are no distractions. Also, you need to give yourself at least an hour. Do not set your meeting where people be interrupting you before the time is done. While you can do any day of the week, the first day tends to be the best because it motivates your leadership team to push and work hard throughout the week. If done on a Thursday or Friday, the weekend often takes the motivation out of them pretty quick. Larger Organizations This is something we have struggled with. When you have one office, it is easy to set aside time. Once you go to two or three offices, it is still possible to hold these meetings for each office. After that, you will likely have to start combining. After three practices, your leadership team will probably start to grow. At that point, you will likely have one person from each office, the office manager, and maybe a regional manager in attendance. You will have one meeting a week. As your offices grow, you may add a CFO, marketing team leader, HR specialist, etc. You will need to decide for yourself how many offices are too many. We have found that doing the meeting with one regional manager and the practices that person is over is the max we are able to do. Any more than that, and it gets ineffective really quick. Other meetings. There are more meetings than just the weekly meeting. The weekly meeting is the core of everything and is the driving force to how we get things done. The other meetings are more about planning and big picture to make sure the weekly meeting is always effective. Here are the types of meetings we have along with their frequency. Weekly, once a week, following the agenda previously discussed. Monthly, this is a meeting where we focus on getting on the same page for groups or multiple offices. It is important to keep the doctors and key team members on the same page. There are plenty of doctors and other key leaders that do not attend other meetings, but need to be in the loop on the main goals and direction of the offices. We often combine this with a monthly study club. Quarterly. This is a quarterly offsite meeting that helps us plan the rocks and clean up the issues list. Annual. This is an annual offsite meeting that allows us to update the larger vision and goals. We set rocks to be able to achieve the larger picture goals. We also clean up and work on the issues list. Now, if you go to our blog, we have a lot of resources on this post. We have an agenda for organizing your quarterly meeting. We have the agenda for organizing your monthly same page meeting and also the annual plan. So feel free to download and use and implement these in your practice. Thanks for listening and joining us. This is the Dental Machine Audio Blog.